On today's episode, I'll be speaking with Jeff Booth. Jeff Booth is an entrepreneur, technology leader, author, and strategic advisor. Jeff has lived at the forefront of technology change for 20 years. He led BuildDirect, a technology company that aimed to simplify the building industry for nearly two decades. Through the dot-com meltdown, the 2008 financial crisis, and many waves of disruption. This episode is brought to you by Kiwi Productions and Alberta Impact. And without further ado, I bring to you Jeff Booth. Jeff Booth, uh, welcome to Confronting the Madness, and thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Uh, thanks for having me, Mark. You know, I um, one of my buddies sent me your book, uh, The Price of Tomorrow, and I've been down this progressive rabbit hole of trying to understand Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and through this podcast, you know, the exercise for me has been trying to understand the psychological issues of our time. And so I've been through this journey of Okay, how do we fix over-medicalizing mental health? How do we fix psychiatry? How do we fix the opioid crisis? Is it recovery or is it harm reduction? And I finally got to this point where I was like, well, no, it's actually the monetary system that we exist within is the, the problem. And so as a charitable leader with the Glen Rose Rehabilitation Hospital Foundation, you know, I had this eureka moment, in part from reading your book as the catalyst, that no matter how much time, talent, or treasure we throw at whatever complex societal problem we have, the problems will continue to get worse. And that was the thesis of your book. And what I didn't realize up until last night thinking about this is that, oh, perhaps this doesn't only apply at a macro level from business or government. This applies across all systems. And you and I were chatting just before this, and I wanted to make sure that that was correct. And so, you know, for me, part of my, I think, role and vision now is not only to have the Glen Rose Rehabilitation Hospital be a leader in cryptocurrency, but ultimately Bitcoin adoption, but also to help educate the charitable leaders, the frontline workers, and the clients themselves understand that our current system is actually making the problems worse, not better, and that we need to reform or revolutionize the way the monetary system is, is functioning. So maybe talk about how that resonates with you and, and how that links to what you've been talking about through the price of tomorrow and, and all the, the public speaking you've been doing. Yeah, I'm, what you're talking about is the reason I wrote the book uh, primarily. I looked out at the, uh, the world and the system we lived in and measured, or we measured the system by the system mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and realized that all of these things from global warming to, to mental health to, uh, to inequality to the division of society would predictably get worse and worse and worse um, out of a rather simple change that nobody could see. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that change would be so hard for our brains to actually understand because we're, because 
we reinforce the system we're in by the system we're in. And so it would be hard to, unless you stepped out of that system to right. say, what could it look like? Mm -hmm. um, and so that was the, that, you're actually speaking to the primary reason I wrote the book. I, 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 I foundations myself, lots of technology companies working around, uh, working around many of the same um, problems that you, uh, you are and, and trying to mm -hmm. solve. Um, but from within a system, it, and, and what, what I came to is, is this, um, and it really came to from, from the result of 20, 30 years in tech, in the technology industry mm -hmm. is I couldn't understand why, um, why everything wasn't getting cheaper. Mm -hmm. I, I like, I just really, and, and I just, I kept asking and I kept asking and it because in all my businesses and as a, as, as an entrepreneur, I, I was using technology to reduce the cost of things. Right. Um, and, and when it worked, when, when I delivered tons of value to society as a result, the business exploded. Mm -hmm. And then inside what I was doing, my first technology company, the first piece of technology cost about $5 million to create. Um, and today it's literally free. <laughs> um, so, so, um, and, and so you, when you think about what that looks like, I could not understand. I kept asking the question, why aren't prices fall, falling? Um, because to, if technology is moving at that speed and technology is moving into every single industry, mm -hmm. then you, by logical re extension, you'd say prices should be falling and, and we should be getting more for more for less. And I realized that it was butting up against um, a monetary policy that was wired the, exactly the other way. Right, yeah. Um, and, and that monetary policy that was built on debt um, left us very little choice. So that monetary pol policy, because it was built on debt and the debt couldn't be repaid if you allowed prices to fall, um, the debt would reset. But the debt that would reset is our banks, is our, is our institutions, is our food supply chains, it's everything. Mm -hmm. And so if the debt was, was allowed to reset, everything would crumble to the ground. But, but the problem with monetizing that debt, if you couldn't pay back that debt, um, you either go bankrupt or you print more money to solve it in a different way. And so that printing of more money was, was trying to create inflation um, has two systems colliding into each other that, are, that, that magnify more and more of these these conversations. And, it, and if I just really simplify mm -hmm. the, the, mm -hmm. this, People get people don't want more money. We think we want more money, but money is an abstract concept for our time. We want more time. We want the, the we want the feeling of what we think money will get us. So so when you when you start manipulating money and you take money from some people and give it to other people through the monetary layer that nobody votes for. Mm -hmm. We think we live in a free market. Nobody votes for, hey, steal this much of my money this year and give it to the rich people <laughs> through through a hidden theft. But we don't we don't talk about that. We don't vote for it. We don't. Ever, but that is unfortunately what happens. Um, and and so you're not just stealing money. You're stealing people's time. Mm -hmm. And 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 so and, and 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 stealing or theft. These are harsh words. Yeah. So we could call them transfer. Um, but, but, but 
at the core, that is what is what, what's happening. And, and that makes some people really wealthy. If you have assets like housing or buildings and everything else, the money races into those assets as a store of value. But if you have wages um, and, and rents go up and, and corresponding, but if you have wages or savings, that same money is getting devalued. Mm-hmm. And so these, but these systems, one moving, trying to bring prices down and one moving to bring prices up have to get further and further away from each other. Um, and it's just a mirror image of, and so when you look out from society through that lens, you can predict all of the, what's happening today. You could, so when I wrote the book three years ago, this is the same thing that I was talking is why I wrote the chapter about us versus them, mm-hmm. because it's a predictable response to what ends up happening as, as money is broken. Yeah. I, Talk about the notion of exponentiality as it relates to technology, because one of the things, when my my friend my friend read your book, and then he was telling me you have to read it, and I was not reading it, and then he was telling me about your fifty fold analogy, and of course I did the answer that everybody does, and then argued with him about why that doesn't make any sense for ten minutes, you know, and then continued to try to understand that notion better. And now I, I understand it from a, a mathematical equation perspective, and that makes sense for me and it's helped me further understand exponentiality. But maybe maybe share with everyone what your 50-fold analogy is, where we are within that 50-fold, and what the next fold represents. Sure. And... and um... So when I when I go through this, I don't. So what you went through to be able to understand it, now that you understand it, you think why can't everybody else see it? And you would then and you would miss the next exponential function. And it's it, and so why I say that is our brains are not wired to understand exponentials, yeah. but yet think they are, mm-hmm. and we live in a world of exponentials. So so that fifty fold analogy just goes if I fold a piece piece of paper on itself fifty times, how thick is the piece of paper? And I've asked that question to tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of people now, <laughs> um, all over the world, and and the answer I get is always about two inches. Um, and some people, very few people, say to the uh, to to the ceiling. And if if you if you've heard it's got goes to the sun before, a lot of people say to the moon. Um, and so, but, but, but very, very, if you don't know the answer, you can't, you can't math, you can't get the answer mm-hmm, quickly, mm-hmm. Uh, quickly in, in, in your brain. Why, and why that's important because it just blows our brain. Well, number one, and it sounds like a neat parlor trick that you can spend with your friends, but what happens if Moore's law is moving at that same rate? So every 18 months you have a double in compute power and 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 technology is riding on top of that, and the and the economy is riding on top of that. What would that mean? And so the same thing that we see in technology, um, what I spend a lot of time in, is early on in a technology cycle, people way overestimate what it's going to mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And why they do that is the early fold. They predict that technology to be where it's going to be later, and the early fold does nothing. It's a it's and then the second fold does nothing. So if you think about what Jetsons looked like when we were growing up and when, what people thought robot where robots would be mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. Um, it disappointed. 
But if you look now how fast robot robotics coming and artificial intelligence is coming, if you look back to go to Boston Dynamics 10 years ago and look at their robots and look at them today, you say, whoa, where is this coming from? <laughs> and it's coming from the same, same thing. And so where we are in Moore's law on the exponential function is we're on third, fold 34, moving to uh, fold 35 and 18 months to two years. Now, even if you said it's not going to be it, two years anymore it's going to be two and a half years mm -hmm. it doesn't change anything right, by, right. By, <laughs> yeah right, right. Yeah. so what it means is the entire underpinning of our technology progress doesn't just get a little bit faster it doubles in two years and 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 so when we, when you see self-driving cars coming on and robotics coming on and and and, um, and artificial general intelligence and, and all of these things moving at this speed they're moving at a speed fa faster than you can comprehend, mm -hmm. unless you can easily mathematically get a fold to the sun. Right, right. And, and so, and it's happening to all of us, and we can't predict it. Mm -hmm. So what would that mean? How many of, of our other predictions could be wrong if that's, uh, if that's the case? And you find a lot of them. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and the monetary system that we live in is one of them. Yeah, it, and thank you. It's it's funny because I then went down the fifty-fold rabbit hole, and I was doing a presentation a couple weeks ago to some of your your young presidents organization YPO Gold member group around mental health, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw this fifty-fold analogy question into this presentation, and obviously I have a half-baked understanding of <laughs> how to like answer the pushback, you know. And so there's all these presidents, and of course of multi-million dollar companies and none of them get it except for the one guy who's heard it before right everybody's thinking to it and so I say no it goes to the sun you know and then they're looking at me like I'm such an idiot right and then you know there's pushing back and then uh, you know I didn't really do the second order answer very well like very well like from a research perspective so I said well let's just leave it at that and we'll, we'll move forward I'll send you some additional information but you know so if that holds true which it will and we have no understanding of where we're at within the exponential growth pattern of technology. When I think about the charitable sector or the healthcare sector, which I'm a part of both, and how technology is going to advance way faster than we can even anticipate, what does the future hold for health systems and how will the resistance or the push up against the exponential advancement in technology and the bureaucratic system that they exist within that's layered on by the monetary system that we all live within. What, do, what are your predictions on what happens to healthcare, for example? So, so healthcare on that exponential function will get staggeringly better. It's a, um, is a, is a result of, so, so when we even clinical trials or mm -hmm, drug mm -hmm. trials, what, what typically why they kind of run out in smaller groups, bigger groups, bigger, uh, bigger groups. And then when they reach, um, the, the end and they go public, they still have, um, bad consequences on some part of the population. It's, it's a testing methodology mm -hmm. and it's a manual testing methodology on us. It, that's something that, and, and, and what it is, it's a combinatorial problem. 
if you think about your gut biome, your uh, your uh, um, all of the different inputs that could possibly have a new input to make a change. How do you, um, your your genetic code? How it's, it might be different than mine. This so um, mm -hmm. it's just all of that those those pieces. It's impossible for our brains to wrap around our, those those types of problems. But those are the same type of problems that an artificial artificial intelligence. As you start to combine data sets, they can infer what the problem what the problem is. So the best some of the best cancer researchers in Canada some of the best ca cancer research in, is in Canada because, because the top researchers moved here and the top researchers moved here because we had a heterogeneous data set mm -hmm. because we had a one-payer system. And so we, we had all the cancer research going back decades and all the, uh, and, and, and all the data so the researchers could, could do that work. That same data can be is now being the different it's just a different researcher it's being moved into research in, in artificial intelligence and it's still early some of this is still early but but what what that what that means for health outcomes is um is the they will get better and better and better what it means for systems that think that they're uh that providing health incomes is they will try to probably lock up the data in silos mm -hmm. protect it from coming together because they think their view of the world is the most 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 important, and so we're seeing this. And but in the long run, I, this is it might take us down a different rabbit hole, but <laughs> That's I, okay. I hope so. Every single thing is an idea that is uh, that we live in a world of ideas, and those ideas run into friction in our minds from previous ideas. Mm. Um, but when they're true, over time, we change. And we actually can't predict that change because we predict from our current experience. And I often think about what it would have looked like to Galileo when he looked up at the, the night sky and he realized that the earth doesn't, uh, the, the sun doesn't rotate around the earth, it's the other way around. Mm. And and he wrote that down, principle of Mathematica, and, and and what the church, because it challenged a different idea and what, and what it would have looked like to him and people who believed in his idea for, for hundreds of years versus a different idea. And, and that, that idea takes time, often generations to be able to move into, but the truth always wins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so now if you think about that same thing, actually the same thing that allow, allowed Galileo to publish that work, the printing press, what it did is it actually allowed more people to contribute to, to ideas. Those new ideas challenged previous power structures. The, um, when they're right, it, but it forces in our minds, wait, I, I, I've always believed this, I believe this. And some people, some people won't investigate the new idea, mm -hmm. they push back. Because uh, because it's they feel safe and, mm -hmm. and, and but it doesn't change if it's true uh, if it's true so it allowed a whole bunch of more kind of call it brains into the global collective that were challenging ideas and then and then because of the books could be read by a whole bunch of other people it allowed that idea or those ideas to to move further and further and be error corrected um, so. 
think of what that would have looked like through the 1600s and what it would have looked uh, if you could imagine yourself kind of fighting for which idea. And now imagine today, instead of adding tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of brains, you had an, you had an open communication platform, i.e. the internet, where every single person on the planet could be part of an idea, mm -hmm. could have an idea. And so what you would see and then contribute and contribute and refine and refine, what you would probably see is it would feel super chaotic mm -hmm. as, as a whole bunch of ideas were breaking down and, and, finding, um, and, and finding what was true. And over, over time, I suspect that human, uh, it will, will error correct and find out what's true. That's it's what, it, it's actually what intelligence is. Mm -hmm. um it's a it's that error correction from all of us finding that new idea but we don't let our old idea die very fast and once we mm -hmm. see the new mm -hmm. idea we can't believe anybody everybody else can't see it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean that's where i've i've gotten to with with bitcoin i do want to talk a little bit about bitcoin but cryptocurrency as well you know our foundation announced two weeks ago that we'll be accepting cryptocurrencies and donation and the actual function is that right now <clears throat> it's going through an intermediary the giving block who immediately converts it to us dollars and we get the us dollars so it's it's a risk mitigation strategy for us that allows us to access that two trillion dollar market which is cryptocurrency market but in the in the long run our strategy is going to be around bitcoin because you know i believe and i know you believe that Bitcoin is through proof of work and through uh, decentralized networks is the the one true the one truth in the cryptocurrency space and and the pushback I get from my friends and potential donors is that oh this is this is a Ponzi scheme or oh this is terrible for the environment you know and so the, and then but then they don't really have a good well, they have a good argument, I think, on the on the Ponzi scheme side, which I want you to speak to because I know you've been involved with the charitable sector and in foundations, and so you'll understand this well. I don't the the environment side. I'd like you to speak to how the the current monetary system is actually much much worse for the environment than people appreciate or understand. But so, how do you look at cryptocurrencies versus Bitcoin? And some of the arguments that I've just presented that have been presented to me through my my WhatsApp chats. And then, yep. yeah, the, I guess the secondary one, which we can get to so, afterwards. So, I'll ask about the so, environment. Yeah, so the easiest way to, to, to remember, in a world that's changing really fast and we're hearing all these ideas and we're likely to hang on to our old ideas and just, oh, yeah, that's a, a, a scam. And mm -hmm. I don't have enough time because everything's... Uh, I, this is happening in my life, this is happening in my life, and, and, and I don't have enough time to investigate. People just hang on something they've heard before and say, and, and essentially say something like you just said, mm -hmm. so they don't have to investigate. It's, it's natural. Mm -hmm. and, and again, that idea, that their idea will be true for them until it's, it's not. So I try to simplify the concept and in, um, into in first ask a question. If technology is moving at the rate I just we mm -hmm. know it is, mm -hmm. you use it. Mm -hmm. Everything on your phone is free. Why would why are you using that? Um, why are you using a phone if you're not trying get, getting more value? 
you choose everything to get more value. We're doing the Zoom, which is free. To, and it's going to touch millions of people, potentially millions of people, which is free. And at, um, and we couldn't have done this 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so why do we do, why do we do it? And why do we live in that world? And we can see it. We can see it all around it. Because we're choosing it. So we know technology is giving us more for less. It's reducing prices as, mm-hmm. as a result. Of it. it has to. Be, it has to be. So first, ask true false if true then how can any system that that is driving inflation the exact opposite direction of the the free market how can any system that's doing that not aggregate all control in few hands by stealing from some people and giving to others and for, and once they once somebody gets to there because because they have to answer the question mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. right how is it possible just structurally possible how how is that possible that these two systems could work work together because they can't then 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 take them into money and say and and say and here's something what I re- realized with money because you know when I wrote the book I didn't write it about Bitcoin I wrote it mm-hmm. about this this problem. And I had one paragraph on Bitcoin at the end because I wanted people to understand themselves. Okay, how do we solve a problem like this? And then what could be a solution? The truth is, so so then ask this, if a money, if any money could be manipulated by some people to give control over other people, does history suggest it will be? Mm-hmm. And history suggests well, that's what gold was and what ended up having because, because gold, to, for the banks to make more money, instead of gold being pegged one-to-one with, with they had gold reserves that went down and, and money supply that went up. And when that couldn't be paid back, um, you had to remove the gold or reprice the gold. And so and because the gold was centralized, you, we fought wars throughout history to either steal the gold or 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 reprice the gold. Or governments came in and repriced the gold and started the whole thing over. And it and it happened because you had to have a credit based system because gold couldn't move around an economy fast enough, and it certainly couldn't move around an economy fast enough in a digital world. Mm-hmm. You're not going to beam gold across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had to build a credit based money on top of. Uh, gold to be able to beam that money across the world fast mm-hmm. enough to run a, run economies. And so, and, and what it did is it allowed, I wish that wasn't true. I wish human nature didn't say we are going to manipulate this for our gain for other. And they don't actually mean to say it that way. Mm-hmm. What they mean to say is this facing a total collapse of the system and a total wipeout, us smart people that are, that created the rules of the system must help those dumb people that uh, that because otherwise they'll starve. Mm-hmm. So let's let's let let let's go and concentrate and, and do it again. And so that typically leads to um, global conflict, first revolutions in countries, but then global conflict. And so throughout history, you see this wave of these long debt cycles having to be reset. And they're typically reset. The winner of the war resets the rules under a, a, a convert, and it all starts again. That's what Bret, Bretton Woods was. Um, and um, and remember, and for many people that are listening, to your podcast won't know this, but but in in 1971, and if you look at the charts on what's when this started to accelerate, 
1971, um, Bretton Woods effectively ended and, and, and U.S. defaulted, defaulted on their currency. And, and they changed, they removed the gold because they couldn't pay back their debts to France and other, mm -hmm. other nations. And then we just had a U.S. currency backing the world. And that would have failed a lot faster. But what they found is the next trick. And it's called the petrodollar reserve system. And if they could convince Saudi Arabia and others to that every nation had to price oil, energy, and U.S. dollars, then you would find um, another way to extend that game longer. Again, manipulation of your gain for somebody else's expense. And if any nation said no to that, Venezuela, Iran, or, or they were cut off from the system. And, and so they couldn't function in an economic world in the, um, that, that was running. China used that system, and China used that system to, to grow really fast. Their low labor costs, U.S. Uh, high, um, high, um, high uh, purchasing was offset, and China, uh, China grew. China kept their low labor costs through manipulation of money fixed to the currency. And then when realized, um, when, when they realized that US couldn't pay them back in 2015, China stopped buying their bonds. And so what ends up happening is now interest rates would normally go skyrocketing, skyrocketing up. But if that happened, all the systems would fail, um, including China. Mm -hmm. so, so US started monetizing their own bonds. And doing and doing more of this. So again, it's all tied to this money. So, and I, this is a long way to get to, but it's important mm -hmm. because money is just an abstract concept for our time. When you manipulate it, it has consequences, and those consequences must grow and grow and grow. It's a structural problem. So, 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 so as you do that, more and more and more and more people don't see the root cause of the whole thing. Um, you have to ask yourself. Is there anything, anything that can ever fix that problem? Because we wouldn't fix it naturally. Mm -hmm. And we certainly can't fix it from the system. The system mm -hmm. can't fix it. So is there anything that could fix that problem? And in, in, in looking at that problem through, you can imagine how much time I've spent mm -hmm. on this topic. <laughs> um, I haven't seen yet, I'm not saying there won't be one day, um, but I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen anything that could fix that problem like Bitcoin. And it includes any other cryptocurrency because I, I asked myself, well, why do you need another cryptocurrency if Bitcoin solves that, pro that, that, right. that problem? Mm -hmm. and, and you get all these, well, we can do something else on this or we can do, um, so I, I understand the entrepreneurs and the other mm -hmm. cryptocurrencies, but it doesn't solve that problem. It actually, um, it consolidates. So if a money could be controlled by some people for their gain over other people, it will be mm -hmm. not it might be mm -hmm. it will be um and 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 bitcoin stands alone as the only money that can't be and so talk about why and talk and then yeah talk about why bitcoin separates itself from every other cryptocurrency and it at a very base level because i even for me you know this my journey into understanding this has gone much like I think there's, you could probably put this on a graph, right? Of like the conversion time and skepticism, and you know, on an X and Y axis, and when the eureka moment hit. But I, I, I'm so, I'm so close to that time of skepticism and not doing enough <laughs> research that I can appreciate the people that will listen and just. 
either you hear about global reserve currency, inflation, deflation, store of value, medium exchange, and right there, it's just game over in terms of you're not gonna you're not gonna listen because it's like okay, so I have to understand all these things, and then you realize you have to understand the history of money, and then you know. So many people don't have the time, energy, or interest to get outside of their certainty framework, which is a mental health container for them, because uncertainty uh, leads to chaos, which leads to uh, psychological distress. So if we could on the Bitcoin, at the at the most simplistic way, help people understand why it separates itself from all other cryptocurrencies. So uh, I'll do that, but with a caveat, people are going to have to do their own yes. work and understand. Um, and I'm going to Mark with though kind of before, and I'll try to keep it because you could go down this rabbit hole forever <laughs> and it could confuse people. And probably if nobody's heard this before, then it'll confuse you. So I don't want to get caught in the weeds there. Mm. Um, so I'll try to keep it at, at, at a level that's not that. But more importantly, it, um, what I said before about an idea that's true has to be proven false. Or, or um, and, and so what, what ends up the reason you read my book and the reason my book is uh, is become a bestseller all over the the world. And I didn't intend that to, to happen. I just had to write this book, and it just blew up. Is because of the same thing. When something is true. And it takes people to understand. They want to share it with other people mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it changes their brain. And as as they go through that process, um, they cannot believe other people can't see it, and they and 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 failing to realize that they just didn't see it very long ago as well, including me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. including me. So we think we all, or we're all, but all of us are the same in in this transition. So I fully understand. And that's why I don't talk about this as those terrible people over there mm -hmm, or anything mm -hmm. else. We're all the same. We're all trying. We're all. Um, we're all trying to make a better way in the world. We're trying to make the world better, um, and we have different ideas on on how how to do that. And so, so, it, it, so I want to just because. Yeah, I appreciate that. We're no better. I'm no better no. than anybody else. Um, it, it just at, at, I see. I, I saw a different thing. That needed to be said, and that and, and that seem that different thing seems to be true. That thesis is proving true. Yeah. Um. So, how does Bitcoin do this? And and so so number one, the discovery of Bitcoin. If you you go back through time, we use the, this iPhone to, today. The Palm Pilot was almost the same. Um. Why didn't the Palm Pilot fly? Mm -hmm. Right. It didn't quite get all of the things to come come together and hit that time. So if you look at the cryptocurrency, all of the different events that create that created Bcash, everything else, all the failures to get to that point in time so where, where Satoshi could could do this, it was it was a long time to, um, to be able to get there. When Satoshi uh, brought this out, um, one of the things that created so the thing that creates the decentralization it's designed for decentralization and 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 and, a, and the mining which people think is we'll get into the the climate process afterwards people that proof of work people think um that that's a negative and it's the most positive thing for for our climate that could possibly happen um but the proof of work essentially is trying to find um blockchain is pretty simple it's trying to find a key to 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 a cryptographic key 
a grant, it's massive compute power to be able to solve, essentially solve a riddle and lock the next block. Mm -hmm. If they lock the next block, if the mine, mining, that miner locks the next block, they get a reward in the, in the form of Bitcoin. Today's 6.225 Bitcoin. But, but then that reward is halved every four years. And, um, and it's built into an open source, source code. So miners are competing, that layer of miners is competing to be able to solve that problem. And that competition, because energy is the number one cost in that competition, mm -hmm. searches for low cost, lowest cost energy all over the world. And the lowest cost energy all over the world is moving into renewable solar. And so it's, it's actually chasing stranded or abandoned or, or lower cost energy and driving driving an energy transition on its way to be able to 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 solve the uh, network and that um and then on top of that there's node operators and and one of the things if people are any depth on this are going to be careful but one of the things that keeps that whole thing um consistent is the node operators confirm the transactions and therefore confirm the whole thing. So I run a node mm -hmm. that has the entire Bitcoin history, um, run a full node. It cost me probably in compute power, it's run on a Raspberry Pi, it probably cost me $50 a year to run a node. If you change the block, the size of the block, where you add more things into the block as Ethereum does, then the node operator, the cost to run the node explodes. And so no average human being could run nodes. So you get way less nodes and you get centralization out, out, out of that function. So, so to today, Bitcoin is the only thing proven or it's, we're 12 years in or so mm -hmm. to be decentralized. There's no, there's no foundation. There's no throat to choke. It's an open, it's an open monetary protocol that can be used peer to peer network that can be used by anybody in the world without any with uh, without anybody saying yes or no um so when when i had a hundred and fifty thousand dollar transaction held up at my bank in a wire transfer to to india because i had a missing code code on it and it was there for three weeks and the other bank didn't know where it was i didn't know and all my employees in in, in a different company couldn't get paid um this chance i just realized why, why am I doing this? <laughs> I'll get Bitcoin wallets and I'll just transfer it that, that way. And, and so it's, it's us to us, right? right? And there's no cost to it. And it's, it's or literally no cost to, to, to run that. And so, so what is another network that happened that, that drove like that, but then became centralized? The internet itself. Mm -hmm. It looks exactly the same. Open peer-to-peer -peer network. And, and all of what people would have said before 1989 about the internet, it's going to only be used by criminals and porn, right? all, of the, all of the same things <laughs> actually happening uh, with Bitcoin. And by the way, the, the rate of growth on both is exactly the same. If you, if you say where we are in Bitcoin and where we are on, 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 on internet adoption, where we are in Bitcoin is about just, just, just prior to 1998. Think about where what you used on on the internet mm -hmm. in 1990. Mm -hmm. 
um, and um, Amazon was an early stage company. There was there was no there was no Google. There was no so um, <laughs> my uh, my Google Home just uh, just asked. To, <laughs> you just <laughs> triggered him. You just triggered him. Can I help you, kind sir? Yeah. Um, so. So if you think about where you were and what you thought about the internet when you had a dial-up connection and you couldn't download a video, um, that's that's similarly, if you missed most of what would be to come from the internet, all the technology riding on top of it, and there's another open decentralized platform that's growing at that speed, then, that, then, then you might want to look at it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Shout out to Dwayne Guru to have a have a peek at the Bitcoin Ponzi scheme a second time, but you you know what the, the the predictions about the internet were probably half true with respect to porn and criminal activity, anyways. Um, that <laughs> if you think about porn, but uh, anyways, the usage of the internet for porn is uh, it's quite high. Um, so why is so Bitcoin is fully decentralized? Yeah, there's a, there's a scarcity element there where there's only 21 million Bitcoin that can be mined. Miners are simply computers that are solving cryptographic, uh, they're solving math problems that enable them to receive cryptographic code and produce value for them using energy. And that energy, it, there, the, there's a big, well, there's significant energy consumption requirements that are needed for the miners, but the miners are incentivized to find the cheapest source of energy so that they can maximize the value that their energy produces. Yeah. So let's let's just connect this to, to the global warming or climate yeah, debate. Yeah, please. First, uh, just before we go deeper. So so I've asked this question that's it's had millions of impressions on Twitter, but I've asked it to Bill Gates and a yeah, bunch of Yeah, other. I've seen that. Um, just simply tell me how you can solve the uh, climate problem through an through a through a system that must grow forever by manipulating money. Just simply tell me that. Um, and, and 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 when you when you see out of your view, you see the mental illness that's exploding because of it. And when you see the and, and when people look at the but the climate problem that's exploding out of it. Um, what you're doing is so oil prices shouldn't be 130 dollars a barrel they're 130 dollars a barrel today because because of manipulation of money and 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 so so we've had a lot of technology oil prices should have come down and, and all energy prices should come down but they're going up in the other way now you as a as a person living in that system and likely have to work two jobs harder and harder and harder on a mouse wheel to try to keep up to a system that's moving further and further away from you. And, and, and there has to be more housing built to be able to support all the investment that's going into housing to make more money at your expense to rent. To, and as people are racing hard and you need two cars to be able to race into that, you need more and more things to be mm -hmm. able to race on that. And if it ever tips the other way, the whole thing collapses and it can't collapse. So we need to print more money. Mm -hmm. That whole thing, that whole system, is climate change. It is the sum total of all of our work that we're destroying because we're pr printing money. And you have a different system and you have a different system that puts that, that, that all it does is renew, removes manipulation from the system. 
by removing the manipulation in the system, the incentives become aligned. And what ends up happening, it's so hard to see, prices fall naturally as they should. And as mm -hmm. prices fall naturally as they should, the technology that we use to get more, uh, more for less, delivers it in the increased time. Mm -hmm. That's what that's uh, that's what happened. Now, now that's completely opposed to the existing system, and it's going to be challenging for people the first time they hear what I just said um, to uh, to to understand what that means because it changes everything. It literally changes everything because the new system emerges and the other and and so what and there is I don't think there is another system again unless it, that allows that transition to happen. And so if anything, Bitcoin saves the planet. Mm -hmm. See, I think it's the only thing that can. So if if you if Bill Gates accepted an invitation to debate you on that argument, what is the percentage what is your confidence interval percentage that you would have a stronger argument than Bill Gates? So, like, one one hundred percent, because like, when no, I, because I was hoping you say that. Yeah, because because he would because there is no solve. I've I, I've looked at any type of solve through the existing system. There is no solve through a system that must. We live on a finite planet. It must grow in a, in, on a finite planet with finite energy on on that planet. Then you have to um, then you have to grow forever on that finite planet. It's logically inconsistent. And I think it's important to note about you personally, you know, because some people have incentives to, <clears throat> you know, if you're working in oil and gas, you know, you're incentivized to talk about the tar sands and Fort McMurray from a, they're trying to spin it positively in terms of what we're doing around clean tech or whatever. But you, you are, you're, you're very interested in the environment and how to, protect our environment and ensure that, and so you're involved in various activities to do that right now. So your motivation, not only with respect to Bitcoin, but as an overall part of your work is related to the environment. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, so if I think about some of the technology companies that I'm, I'm working on in this space, it's staggering what they're doing. So, one one of the companies I won't mention yet. It's too it's too early stage, and I don't want to. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's a bioplastic that is a hundred percent compostable. Most aren't. That is, and, and most of the problem in plastic, why they're still used all the world, is an economic reason. We tell other people that we say, "Why are you using plastic?" But when 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 something that's compostable is triple the price, nobody's going to use it. Right. And, th and that problem is an energy problem. All a lot of these problems are energy problems. Mm -hmm. And I'm working with a company right now that's uh, that has a bioplastic that's half the price and has better better consistency than than oil based products. That it's it's early stage because they've solved a different problem through mm -hmm. tech te through technology and chemical computational chemistry through that they couldn't be solved before. What what that means is is plastics. When they when 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 they get reduced by half the price, the market moves in an instant, and you solve both problems. Mm -hmm. And I and I can't and and so that's just an example of one company. I'm working on another mm -hmm. company that it, you should see some of the stuff they're doing in agriculture. Mm -hmm. So 
um, and that's all solved with technology. But what I can't escape is all of that work that, that is being done to save the planet because it comes at the expense of, of jobs, growth, everything else has to be obfuscated. It has to be manipulated further to drive, to drive prices up. And, and so, so yeah, I understand this problem at a first principle level mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I see all of these companies and what they're doing. And then there is no technology company that works unless it provides more value to people. Mm -hmm. And so another member of the unnamed YPO gold group that <clears throat> I spoke with, when I mentioned the notion that we were accepting Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, and I actually, I had gone on his LinkedIn profile and I saw that he was following some NFT page. So I made a comment thinking he was into crypto and Bitcoin, but he actually hates it. And he saw me in the washroom afterwards and he said, you know, Mark, like, it's just so bad for the environment. It's so bad for the environment. And this is, again, um, a very, very, very intelligent person. And so I think about the charitable sector as well. And I wonder, in terms of adoption of Bitcoin, I don't imagine any environmental charity in the world is sophisticated enough, or sophisticated, that's too of a, a, a condescending. Yeah, they're, 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 they're changing. Okay, so yes. It is changing. But, it, but again, just think about your dynamics in a charity. If most of the people that, that you're going to for money, um, they're making more money out of a system. They mm -hmm. don't know that it is they're winning as a result of this system, but they're making more money. And they think that this the problem is not the system. And they they believe that the that it's environmental and everything else. And you need money. Mm -hmm. Who are you likely to believe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally you follow the money too. Mm -hmm. You just your charitable organization follows the money. Money is and so when they say when they say the love of money is is the root of all evil. It's it's manipulated money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. Human beings are really predictable what we will do when money is being manipulated, um, and we and, and not even if we don't know it. Mm -hmm. um, our incentives. Have you ever heard the kind of uh, we uh, two wolves? Which one do you feed? No. The a good wolf and a bad wolf. Which one do you feed gets stronger? So we look through others at a, at a different lens. And when you have an incentive structure that rides the entire world, it kind of, it's just all that money is, is information. Mm -hmm. that is that, and, and when you think about it as, as information, you trade your time for, for money and the, and that information is the, uh, it, it, when you, when you manipulate that information, you must have manipulation everywhere in society. And so, so it, it, these are hard concepts mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. they're, they're hard. They're, they're actually not hard concepts. They're rather simple concepts. Um, but our wiring is through a different system right. that we can't, we can't see them. So back to the, the charitable, and I thought this through quite a bit myself, you know, I started with why do charities exist in the first place? And, <clears throat> and why do people donate to charities? So why do charities exist? It's to improve the lives of individuals, society, and institutions for those that may be suffering or to, to, to enhance human flourishing, 
Um, and so that's, that's a noble goal. And how do you do that as a charity? And, and COVID's been an interesting layer onto this is that, okay, so you do that through, you, you try to attract individuals that have high net worth and disposable income that want to support that cause for various reasons. You do events, you uh, market and communicate why this is important, all with the goal of having as much money as possible to give as much money as possible to the cause that you're trying to improve. And so charities exist to try to improve human flourishing. But what I, I think we need charitable leaders to understand is that if that is your, your goal, and that is the goal of charities, then we need to think about why Bitcoin is the fundamental solution to uh, addressing human suffering and human flourishing. And so if you strip away all of the transactional and institutional reasons of how we and why we go to big banks and go to big companies for sponsorship. It's to try to you know, achieve your mission and vision of either reducing human suffering or enhancing human flourishing. But I believe that fundamentally that Bitcoin addresses that better than any other strategy on the planet. Would you, is that an assessment that you would agree with? One, one, I, 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 hundred um, percent. It, it goes against conventional thinking because people haven't done the work. Um, but, but remember when I said it before about everything being an idea. Mm -hmm. So this idea matters this much, and it's why I do these for free. It's why I do like I don't make money off of Bitcoin, and and I am, I'm of one of the others. I have so much. Uh, success in a whole bunch of other things that I couldn't understand. Okay. Why is this getting worse and worse? It's getting easier for me. Mm -hmm. it, um, you probably heard me talk about this before, but let's just imagine a game board is rigged and monopoly and you go around and, and, and early on you collect those uh, squares. And so you, and it's not rigged, it's just luck. You collect those squares and you get lucky. You land on um, house or properties instead of free parking and go to jail. And so you have a luck that magnifies on itself as somebody else goes around the board and you put properties on and they go around the board and you both collect $200 and they're transferring more money to you and you, you end up winning the game. Well, that game ends and you restart it or it's kicked over when people get so frustrated. <laughs> um, but actually it's, it's a really interesting point we're about to get. Um, and, and so, but what would happen is, is if the game couldn't end for those that were poor, you talk about mental health, mm -hmm. you talk about the climate, you talk about a, what if the game couldn't end and then and going around the board, they couldn't, $200 couldn't get them around the board anymore. And, and, and um, but the board, they had to keep going. Do they move on to the street? Do they move on to, to um, or do they go to the same government that's creating the problem and say, I need $300 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with the $300, all the prices go up and now $300 can't get them around the board. Um, and all of the people in the system with the prices going up says, here, this is, this is a big problem. This is a big problem. You need to give them more money. And as you give them more money, prices go up and the food prices go up and everything else. And all the people in the system are saying, 
told you so you like it's this is problem and everything else and all the people in the system are thinking i'm the one saving those people Mm -hmm. we need to give them more money and and by giving them more money or more more of this prices go up and they can't get and and they they, you and what through you see through that really simple definition Mm -hmm. of a lens is that's what's happening to society Mm -hmm. um um, and 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 the game board is about to get kicked over and what you're seeing through ukraine right now and what you're seeing is these are all symptoms of of broken money that's exploding on itself and it 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 terrifies me Mm -hmm. because we don't look to the root of the problem we looked we want to blame people and we want to say it's Mm -hmm. those evil people and it's those and and what you see the division of society today is a consequence of this so when going back to what you said i there the system can't fix it unfortunately Mm -hmm. the only thing that can is a new system that offers offers a different view and hopefully what ends up happening is it's a transition Mm -hmm. it's a bridge from one side to the other side and that that transition is it's just an idea it's led with every single one of us recognizing the idea and the more people that recognize it the faster it happens Mm -hmm. and so let's talk about the transition and market adoption and the inevitability of bitcoin and and where we are today because i I think about exponentiality in terms of bitcoin adoption and you know i talked to this lawyer in calgary and he, he had been accepting cryptocurrencies for donations since 2013 and i was like like wow you know and i said i said you must be a cabillionaire man he's like you know no actually i thought it was going to be digital cash and so when the ethereum folks came to him and said would you like to be part of this initial coin offering for 10 cents in ethereum would you like to get any goes nah and he forwarded it to his buddy who bought a thousand ethereum and now his buddy's in the bahamas or whatever so but <laughs> but like that i mean in my mind originally it's like well i'm already too late like when it was 2019 and i had bought some bitcoin for ten thousand dollars a bitcoin i thought i'm already i'm already way too late you know uh, but what i've come to realize is that in terms of adoption the more i talk to board members or executives it's like no this is like you said you say this is the 1998 equivalent of the internet just just prior to 1998 in the internet think about what happened after 1998 that's where we are in this cycle yeah and so so we're at the beginning in terms of transition you know we see more and more countries el salvador as an example miami as a as a city example and even in alberta as early as two weeks ago the minister of jobs innovation and economy doug schweitzer announced they want to alberta wants to be the Miami for cryptocurrency. And so, and then I'm hearing eBay might be coming along to accept Bitcoin transactions. And so how do you think about how healthy it is to transition quicker versus slower in terms of not disrupting society too much? So, so that's, um, my hope is, uh, is more of the underprivileged 
um, get onto Bitcoin as soon as possible. And a lot of the underprivileged would not see that because they think they think in terms of that absolute price, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they think it's too high. They think like you like uh, like you thought, mm-hmm. and it's actually couldn't be more. It, it's not true. It's because what you what you could say is the entire system of pricing today. If you said it's let's say it's four hundred trillion dollars, everything houses. Zero yielding bonds, the entire thing, and and all prices are on top of that system. And there's 21 million Bitcoin, and there's 65 million uh, uh, millionaires, and there's 2,650 billionaires. And there's no way that all those, even those people, could get a Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Um, And 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 so. So what you what you're going to see is a transition. It's a repricing event of this 400 trillion into 21 million. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it, and that repricing event. What, what what will happen is it looks most people measure Bitcoin is is how, how much their Bitcoin is go, going up. Mm-hmm. What they really should be doing, and this is a free market force showing it, is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is pricing everything in the world keeps getting cheaper forever that's what's happening so so well well there's a whole bunch of people measuring in fiat measuring from the system last year that think their um their house went up by 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 50 percent mm-hmm. my house went down by 50 by, by about 40 percent measured against bitcoin mm-hmm. and so everything did and will continue for forever. And so, so when you, when you think about that new monetary unit measuring the world, you'll see a more accurate representation of of, of what that. Now it's going to be volatile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to be um, Amazon. Uh, I remember in two thousand and one when uh, um, Amazon dropped from one hundred twenty dollars to five dollars. Um, and I'm, I suspect that not no one held it from five dollars except for Jeff Bezos mm. from five dollars to thirty two hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, um, and 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 Apple same thing. It had drawdown many drawdowns of fifty percent to eighty percent on the way up to where it is today. And network effect com- companies, they're volatile. The very nature of a technology company that's kind of change cha- uh, changing and driving a network effect like this, it's highly volatile. And so you'll have volatility in Bitcoin, but the general trend will be, it'll look up from the existing system, but the general trend will be all prices will fall against Bitcoin. It's a network. Now, now those are company examples, but Bitcoin is a protocol example. And so, so we ride on top of that entire layer. What it's like is if you own Bitcoin is you own part of the internet itself. Mm -hmm. And then all of the Mm -hmm. value that's going to be built on top of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, those are different companies that are going to evolve, like 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 that happened on the existing internet, Amazon, Google. Right. That's happening right now on top of Bitcoin. But if you own Bitcoin um, uh, yourself, it's like owning. A, I believe it's like owning a piece of the internet. Mm. I've, ne- I've never. That's a great analogy. Now I need to go buy more Bitcoin. So, how how are you doing for time? I, I put an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, I'm I, I'm still I'm still okay. Okay. Yeah, probably so re- another 15 minutes if that's okay. 15 minutes? Yeah. Okay. I'm really enjoying this conversation, so thank you. I just got to gather my thoughts here for a second because I don't know where to... Uh, there's too many, there's too many <clears throat> paths to traverse. 
when you think about, you know, what Michael Saylor's done with his company, MicroStrategy, and has purchased uh, a shitload of, of Bitcoin and held it on its balance sheet, how do you think about that as it relates to the charitable sector and how that evolution or transition will take place? So I yeah, think about I, I know I know where you're going yeah. with this. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that, and, 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 and I think there's a lot of people misunderstanding what Bitcoin is going to become that think, okay, we've just, even if you, Jeff, everything Jeff's just said is, is right. And we need that system. Is it just a new corrupt system and the people that are there early own all the wealth and it looks exactly the same. Is that kind of where you're going with yeah, that question? Well, let's go there. Cause I have another angle as well, but yeah. yeah. Um, so, so by by kind of misunderstanding that it's it's a totally different system like the internet peer-to-peer -peer system like the internet what they believe what those people believe is there's a new debt-based system on top of that system and you cascade you put in control forever into that system that's not what it will look like i suspect that's not what it'll look like at all because because the counterparty risk of bitcoin if you leave her bitcoin and it goes the other way against you, you're wiped out. Mm -hmm. It is the only free market that if you leave her Lehman brother, if you leave her JP Morgan and it goes against you, the government comes in and saves JP Morgan at taxpayers expense. Right. It's a, it, right. That, that's the difference. So, so what it means is the amount of debt goes way down in the economy um, because, because rational actors wouldn't do that. Now, if they did, they might get, they might get rich, but eventually you, Go the wrong, go the wrong way, and what, and what that means is, eventually over time, we're actually people are trading in Bitcoin, and and that's happening right now in El Salvador. It's happening right now. There's an entire payment ecosystem on layer two, Lightning, that's being able to that's moving Bitcoin around the world for fractions of penny pennies. Mm -hmm. And as that as that happens, what you realize is, even if you had wealth in Bitcoin, the only way to acquire more wealth in Bitcoin is to pro provide value to others measured in their value mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not in yours in theirs because otherwise you're you're distributing bitcoin so let's imagine i have the most bitcoin of anybody on the planet and i say no i'm king of the planet i'm going to hire a whole bunch of people to prove that i'm king of the pl uh, planet and i'm going to um i'm distributing bitcoin to all of those people as i do that mm -hmm losing my king of the planet status yeah, right. <laughs> as I do that, as they gain at that expense. And so, so that, that difference, which humans have never been able to see is, is it means all of the productive capacity of all of our ideas competing against other ideas on a state, on a stable platform, on a, pl a platform that can't be changed result in humanity in general prospering in other words the technology the 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 force of technology must be broadly distributed to everybody as a result of our work mm -hmm. so the the and thank you for that i was thinking as well so if you if you think about health foundations as an example, and the Glen Rose is a, not the biggest health foundation in Alberta by any means, but let's take Sick Kids Foundation in Toronto, right? 
and they have, I don't know, they have a billion dollars invested in the market, maybe. Let's just say they have a billion dollars invested in the market. If you were the ultimate arbiter of where they deploy that capital, are you divesting every single dollar from their investments and, and redeploying it into Bitcoin as a store of value or a investment strategy? So I, um, so the answer is no. Um, and the answer is only no, because what if I'm wrong? Mm -hmm. Or what if a different idea persists? Um, or what if, what if, uh, um, so, so, but I am putting a decent percentage in it, into it because, because, and, and I have a really high conviction growing all the time conviction, mm -hmm. um, that this, is, uh, that, that this is right. And as that conviction, uh, grows, probably I might, I'd put more of wealth in and can, and because all of those other investments are falling in value in real terms, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they don't buy as much is and and so if you're making a two percent return or an or a, on a government bond and and inflation is seven and a half percent you're losing five and a half percent per year mm -hmm. so so the money is losing value every year and it must continue to lose lose value and i would be looking to port some into something that has a pristine asset class that can't be taken mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a more important thing way more important mm -hmm. is i would start to realize that the more I do in the existing system, the more I'm voting with everything I'm doing, the more I'm actually reinforcing the thing I don't want to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I would be starting to think about my time thinking about what we're, ta what we're talking about and, 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 and my choices, my individual choices rolled up into our entire society writ, writ large. Um, my own individual choices mattering to future generations and every and 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 I'd be spending more of my time thinking about how do I how do I move more to this system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I and I mean that's the call to arms for this podcast in the charitable sector for individuals because I know that right now what's happening in the charitable sector is <clears throat> they many leaders see cryptocurrencies as just another massive market to accumulate capital within the existing system. And the important call to arms, uh, and, and I mean, I'm no different, and I, I, everything I say is, I'm saying to myself as well to some degree, because what we're doing in the short term is trying to access the capital in the existing system through cryptocurrency so that we can deploy assets to help people's lives today within the system. However, to your point, our long-term strategy or medium-term strategy is that Bitcoin will be a fundamental construct or philosophy that we adopt because of what you're saying. And I hope that as more charitable leaders understand the entire monetary system as it currently exists and also the cryptocurrency explosion and Bitcoin that they think in those terms as well, that they need to become adopters of the new system as a first principle. And obviously you want to ensure that your organization is financially sustainable. Maybe that's not so obvious because I've often questioned like, 
well, why does a charity exist in the first place? And oftentimes, I think the answer is because we've always existed. And that's the same as the you know, monetary system we live within. And so I'm encouraging all charities like you do, and I, I, I love that you do this, by the way, like you do in The Price of Tomorrow and you do in the Medium article you wrote in 2020, is that you make an argument about the monetary system as it exists and you encourage readers to, people need to come to terms with it on their own as opposed to be dictated, you, you're dumb, this is why I'm smart, and this is why this is better than your idea. And so I love that you do that. And I encourage all of my colleagues across the country to do the same. Yeah, and, and what you just said, said you just uh, pick up on, because a lot of people, when they haven't looked at this, they'll go, the NFTs, like, this just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It actually does make sense. Those, all of the, these things, and like a JPEG mm-hmm. that you can sell, that, uh, that you can right-click and save, but you can buy for a million dollars. It makes perfect sense if you're in a system that is manipulating money and people are trying to get out of that system and they're trying to make enough wealth to try to, to get out of the system. There's all of these things that mm-hmm, make perfect mm-hmm. sense. And a whole bunch of the crypto thing that, that, that people are actually reinforcing and reinforcing the world that they don't want. Mm. They make perfect sense as a result of, of trying to, uh, trying to, it's a short time preference. It's mm-hmm. I need to do this. So I have enough money in my thing to operate in the existing, in the existing system. And that's typically, and, and, and so, so that's what's happening and it's confusing people more and more and more. Mm -hmm. I think again, another call to arms is that the word transformation and innovation and disruption in the charitable sector is used ad nauseum, right? And when I was with the mental health foundation, I was very much this, I was trying to disrupt the system to improve the system and now I look back at that and go, well, man, what a waste of my time, mental health, personal mental health and energy, because that was the wrong game to be playing. And so, you know, the, yeah. right, the right game to be playing, in my, in my opinion, is that, you know, we need to change the system that we operate within. And that will ultimately every single vision and mission of every charity and health foundation in the country and in the world, they will achieve their mission and vision if they do that. And it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a strange concept to, it's a hard concept to come to terms with, but if you're truly interested in transformation of whatever sector you're trying to support, you'll, you'll, this is transformation. Everything else is not transformation. Yeah, and, and, and just think about the business example. Business examples are everywhere everywhere um how many people in kodak said we need to transfer uh, transform our, our our film company and monopoly of the in, in the world monopoly for 100 years in in film processing um and they invented the digital camera and how many whiteboard sessions do you think they went around tens of thousands of employees and, and uh, we need to do transformation in our company Mm-hmm. when they actually invented the digital camera and do you use more photo do you take more photos today or less yeah way more <laughs> right way more um, so a trillion and a half photos taken per year 
editing software is free. It's photo mm-hmm. is are free, and the cost has collapsed, and they and they no longer exist, or it's kind of a not not anything in the similar form as as they were. Inside the system, we protect the system. We don't see innovation always comes from outside because the innovation that comes from outside reduces prices so drastically and gives people such a different uh, value that, that, that it hurts our core thinking. So that same thing that's, ha- that, that, that's happening is, is what Bitcoin's happening. And so if you think about the entire banking sector, finance or government sector, which is governments are elected by us, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> supposed to be for us by us. <laughs> But it turns the other way as they try to protect us from us from the very similar thing that is that is reduced cost of access so so much that that and reduced price so much that people are adopting it and and as they're adopting it and as they're saying it's actually getting stronger and stronger and stronger. But it's it's completely normal whether it's your system that you're seeing it in from mm-hmm. a foundation, whether it's a whole bunch of climate activists from their system that they see, um, whether it's the government finance, uh, government actors and I need to protect all these people, it's totally, whether it's Kodak, it's a normal experience. And in, in, in it, it, it is what you can count on mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. predictable, cons- predictable consequences of, of how we react. Well, I, I I appreciate everything you said, and I will I will say when speaking about transformation, I think um, I don't know if it was the founder of the Creative Destruction Lab or who who was the person that quote was the quote on the front page of your book, but the quote was the price of tomorrow will transform your life immediately, and I know for me it did that like truthfully, and I wouldn't say that if it didn't, and so I guess my takeaway. Uh, what I ask for folks who are listening to this, aside from what I encourage about Bitcoin, is it's more to what your I think your fundamental ask is is do your own research. I think the best research out there right now is your book, The Price of Tomorrow. So everybody's got to check that out first and foremost, and then and then call me uh, Dwayne and talk about the Ponzi scheme that exists. <laughs> uh, so so Jeff Booth. Uh, absolute pleasure chatting with you. I see you're going to be in Calgary at the Alberta Tech Symposium in April, which I'll be there as well. So i uh, love to say hi in person and um, let's keep in touch. Awesome. <laughs>